We are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now, Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need uh, custom social media ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com and get your digital marketing rolling. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you guys have had a great weekend so far. I hope you guys are ready for the holiday week. I know that I am. I am super happy to bring this episode to you. But before I jump too much into that, I need to tell you about two things. My virtual assistant course is out. So if you're a uh, if you're a stay-at-home parent or you know a stay-at-home parent or you're a business owner and you don't want to hire an employee, but you want to help one of your friends out, maybe use their new skills as a virtual assistant, this course is for you. So hop on Gumroad. Uh, that link will be in the description below and make sure that you purchase that if that's something you're looking for. And then December 1st is when my book Sales Genius releases. So if you're a freelancer, small business owner or a sales professional and you want to elevate your sales game, I wrote this book especially for you. I'm going to be going on a few podcasts to talk about it here in the near future. So please, please pick that up if that's something that you're interested in. That link will be in the description below as well. And with all that being said, I got to interview Rachel Van Duren, who is uh, in the mediumship space, the hypnotherapy space. We had an amazing conversation because I had a lot of questions. This was the first time I've been able to have somebody like this on my podcast. And she brought a wealth of experience, a wealth of knowledge. It was really fun to dive into all of this, you know, mediumship space and, and energy and all of these things. Uh, so you're really going to want to stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for listening. If you guys get value out of this episode, please share it with your friends and your family. That's how you help the podcast grow. And without further ado, Rachel Van Duren. Thank you so much, everybody. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Um, it's pretty hard to get out of, like, even when you try, you know what I mean? My uh, wife is a hairdresser and, uh, like she went to cosmetology school. She does hair and coloring and all that stuff. And it's funny because like, she just always finds herself back. Yeah. Like doing it in the house or like whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty busy. Oh, so it's crazy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Rachel, Hey, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for being willing to come on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you were telling me a little bit about like in your, in your bio and everything um, that you, you, you did hair for a really long time. Uh, and then you made a switch into like the mediumship and like spiritual realm of things. Right. How did that, what made you go from like, to me, an outsider, that seems like a pretty drastic, like switch. <laughs> Has that always been something that you've been interested in or, or what happened? What made you change? Um, so I, 
I've always known I I've seen things ever since I was a little girl. I used to be able to see into portals and different dimensions and everything. And so I always known I was gifted, but I went to a medium about four or five years ago and she told me I, I have the third eye open and <laughs> I uh, got certified in it and I just, I felt a love for it. And I've been learning more and more about the, the space. So, yeah. so tell me like, what do you mean when you say, like, and for people who, who might not know what's going on, like, what do you mean when you say like your third eye open and like portals and stuff? What is that like if you're comfortable <laughs> sharing it? Um, so it's a spiritual third eye. They say it lists, it's on your crown chakra on the top of your forehead. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not physically like actually there, but it's just like you're able to open up and see things that not many people are willing to see or want to believe in. Um, so like I, I see a lot of energy. I can see orbs. I can see yeah. shapes in the in spaces. So I don't know. I just like I'll be walking around. I'm like, oh, I just I just saw something just kind of open up for a minute. Yeah. And is it like with other people or like are you looking, for, you know, is it is it when you're helping other people or is it just like in general or like tell me more about that? So it used to be very, um, I was very, very open and I would be able to go into a maverick and I could tell everyone's like greatest desires or like, I would know some of the things that they were going through. Like around, like the cashier was like wanting to have a baby and I was like, you're going to have a little boy soon. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's awesome. I, <laughs> I me and my wife are trying to get pregnant. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Or like, I would know someone had just lost like their mother and I'd want to reach out to them. Yeah. But yeah. So, so like very intuitive stuff. Yeah. Or or more like one step further, you know? Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like it's, it's like, I worked on the Susan Powell case, even with her sister and oh. I was giving her you message. On, you, you worked on the Susan Powell case? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I met with uh, Denise and Chuck and all of them. I went oh out to goodness. Washington and met them. So how did you get, how did you get involved with that? <laughs> I just, it was weird. Like I actually didn't know this at the time, but like we were military, we're out in Monterey and I was cutting their sister's hair and they're, they were military too. <clears throat> and then like when the whole podcast came out, I tried listening to it and my ears just kept feeling like they were getting foggy. Like I just couldn't hear it. And so then I was just like, that's when I started opening up to the spiritual side. And I was like, I wonder if Susan <laughs> is, <laughs> is trying to speak with me. And so I, I reached out to Denise and she was like, this was really powerful. There's a lot of things that I told her that no one would know about. So. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So, and so this is like, just then like a gift that you like found then. Yeah. Or like, like that you just kind of discovered with that. Do, do you have any like family history of it? Does it run in like your family or? Yeah. So my grandma actually used to see spirits all the time and she would help okay. send them on their way. Cause they would get stuck here. It's a lot of people that like committed suicide or died quickly. They, they get stuck here and they need help going to the light. Cause they wait. Sometimes they don't realize they've passed on or they feel like their family's not okay with them moving on. 
Yeah. So I help them. I help them go forward. Interesting. So what do you think uh, on that? So it's, so it runs in, so it runs in your family. Like there's a few things that you've got. um, And that's just, if it sounds like I've, I'm like going crazy, I'm just trying to process all of it. Cause it's very interesting. Like for me, um, so I, I'm part Hawaiian and, Uh and Hawaiian, like Polynesians have like, have those visions like all the time, like, you know, my aunts and mom and like, they're just very, like, it's very intuitive. And Uh I feel like a lot of those other like Polynesian islands, like Eastern, you know, I feel like it's very, when we, when we run into this in the West, like it's very um, like Europe or like North America, South or excuse me, North America. um, Like on the West, it's very like weird, but this could be like very normal over in like the East or, or like Polynesia or something like that. Yeah. Especially London. It's very popular in London. England area. Mm -hmm. Okay. See, I wouldn't think it was, but, but, but you're saying that it is. It's very, very popular. That's who actually trained me with someone in, in uh, London. Okay. And she was super famous. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) So when I reach out to the people, like the hair people in, in London, like they're all like all over me. They're just like, I'm ready for a reading. Like they're, yeah. But because of the whole, they're sleeping at night while I'm awake and during the day kind of thing, <laughs> it made it hard for us to schedule things. So, yeah. So did you, did you live in, you said you were in the military or you're in a military family or do you, or did you ever live in London? No, no. Okay. We, um, the, the girl that I met, she was military and she was the one that told me about Anna and Anna, um, trains people to learn how to certified because I, I would see things but I never knew how to like talk to spirit I never knew how to acknowledge it and so I was frightened of it it was sure. a very like confusing sure. time for me until I opened up to it yeah so do you feel like this happens more often than like do you feel like this happens more often than not that people see this more and maybe they just push it away or or like what do you feel like for you kind of helped you open yourself up to this idea. Cause like, by the way, like before you, I'm totally on board with this, like before. So I've told this story before on my podcast, but, um, but the reason I, the reason I've always believed in stuff like this is mainly because before my two kids were born, I have a son and a daughter. And before each of them were born, like I saw them. Right. So when I had, so when I had my, when my wife had our children, like it was not new to me. Like I, they were very familiar spirits. Like I, and it's so funny. Like when I talk to my daughter, I talk to my son, like I see stuff in them that I'm like, yeah, this is an old, like not old, but like it's a very familiar trait. Like this isn't new to me. I'm not very shocked by it. Like it, it increases my patience because like I saw that it was very, and I still remember it. I'll never forget the, like the visions that I had, like I saw them before they were born. So I'm totally, and I don't know if that's the same thing. But that's no, how, that's why I'm open to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think everyone is, is psychic in their own ways. They, and okay. it, it just depends on how, like, intuitive they are with that space. So with you being more open to it and familiar with it, you're more accustomed to it. When people, compared to someone that's, you know, a religion or whatever, and they're always, like, shutting mm-hmm. it down and, like, making it so negative, it, it's frightening yeah. for people. 
But I do believe we all are gifted. It's just certain people are more open to that space. So yeah. I think your wife's an empath too. Keep getting that vibe with your wife and just even in your yes. energy. She's, so. she's very, yeah, she's very empathetic. She's so when I, uh, like, so I teach sales a lot. Um, huh. and when I teach sales, uh, I talk about like hyper empathy. Yeah. Almost, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and so my wife is almost that like hyper empathetic, you know, like very like, and so like in sales, and I know this is completely different, but like in sales, hyper empathy would be like, not be, would be like, not being fully confident in presenting like a proposal because you're like taking on that, you know, like to you, it's a lot of money, but to them, it might not be a lot of money. Right. But you still right. feel like, you know, you're putting yourself through this. And so I help people, I help salespeople like get through that because it's important to like do that in sales. But, but my wife is like that, you know, she, she's very, yeah. She's, so you're just giving I, positive energy force back to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And so, for you though, um, what was it like learning? Was it because you said it was like scary at first, like, like, and it kind of is like, I remember one time I had an experience where I was like asleep and, you know, I kept hearing, like, I kept hearing this, you know, and, uh, I kept hearing this, like, do this, do this. And I'm like, I'm like, no way, man. I'm not, you know, and I, it was like two people. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And, uh, you know, it came back a third time. I was like, you need to do this. And I was like, all right. And it, and it ended up working out, but it was like scary at first. You're like, dude, I, you know what I mean? I don't want to do that. So what was it like for you overcoming that? Um, so you're talking about your spirit guides and they are always there. And yeah, I believe, yeah. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. We all have mm-hmm. at least six spirit guides with us and they're the ones that protect us from like even a car accident or a fall <laughs> or the ones that are there to like, guide us like which way to go and directions but um I don't know at first when I first was doing it um it was it was frightening because I you know I was raised LDS and um I've always known I've had this space of just feeling really um sensitive with this area but it was always shunned on so I think my mind strange yeah, like I think my mind projected what I thought I was supposed to be. And so I was imagining things, I think, because of my own space of thinking that's what it was. So I was creating this idea of, oh, this is a negative thing. I'm seeing a demon. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing that. And I was, but I think it was all my imagination in that space. Yeah and fear and and, because like after I removed all my fear and understood what was actually there it it opened my space so differently and I feel it it just it feels light and loving and peaceful Mm -hmm. and freeing so yeah Yeah, you know that's funny because so I'll, I'll open up like I'm I'm LDS and it's really funny like when people kind of like this on this space. And I, and I defend it like mainly because if you're LDS and you're like dogging on this kind of stuff, you don't know anything about church history. In my opinion, it's very, it's very prevalent in church history. In fact, there was one time um, in a a period in church history. And you know what, now that you say it's big in London, that makes a lot of sense now that I think about it because a lot of these leaders came over from, from London and and had experienced a lot of this. 
But like there was one experience, you know, Martin Harris and, and I think Oliver Cowdery were over in, in London and they were like literally fighting like demons. Like there's an account where they're like throwing chairs back and forth at each other. Like things are flying and like there's like real opposition. Um, so it's very funny that people wouldn't accept that. Um, it's very strange to me. Yes, there's there's negative energy. So we're all just, as from what I understand, sure. we're all energy. Sure. But um, our minds are very powerful. And so what we create is what we're going to see. So they were... And I'm not saying like they were seeing a demon or not seeing a demon or anything, sure, sure. but I, I don't even honestly, to be honest with you, I don't even look in that space. Like okay. everything I read, it's all very like positive, very uplifting. Like I okay. read a lot of like Dolores Cannon, Brian Wees, um, people that have PhDs and that yeah. have like, you know, 40 years of in this space of understanding it. So it's not just kind of like, I saw this and I don't know how to interpret that. And yeah, very careful with what energy I bring into my space. And it's all very, very light and loving. So, but yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, you're right. There's, there's just different parts of it. Is that, is that kind of what you're saying? There's like, there's light and there is dark, right? Yeah. And it's like, cause you can go in that topic and just go really, really far into it. And (laughs) yeah. And it, to me, it's just, it's very draining. And then like, it just opens up a different force field. But then if you go into the opposite and you see just the positive of it, and it's just mm-hmm. like, even like, I'm not trying to like, you know, I still respect yeah, the church. My family is, is still very active in the church and everything. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you're not going to offend me. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> with even the priesthood, we're giving positive energy and mm-hmm. so there's no difference except that we've given an authority. We've, we've given it a title to the church members, but I, even like in hypnotherapy that I do, it's I'm giving positive energy to that person, having them realize that they can help themselves. So it's very focused on Christ. It's very focused on the Christ like love. It's very focused mm-hmm. on the same principles. It's just a different title. So there's, it's yeah. no, everyone it has kind of the same agenda but we just kind of like just have a different belief system if that makes any sense like how oh total sense yeah it totally makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm very that's why i'm saying like i'm very open to that for a few reasons but like a few that i've already mentioned like when you dig into church history it's very prevalent when like my my you know my uh grandma is hawaiian um so, so my grandpa's Hawaiian, his mama, so my great grandma is Hawaiian. And uh, yeah, a lot of cool stories about her and about kind of what, you know, what she went through and, and how she did things. And, right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm very like, I'm, a, you know what I mean? I, I, and I, and I agree with you in the sense that like uh, about, about blessings. In fact, that's always been one of my, I'm still studying that and like, you know, working on that myself, but like priesthood blessings for me are like, you know, I'm still curious about that, still learning about that. Because for me, um, like when you study some of this stuff, like Emma Smith right. laid her hands on on when when the Relief Society was established. She ordained all of her counselors, all of the people and laid her hands upon their heads and gave them authority and things like that. And so and why that stopped, I mean, I have a few reasons I won't say right here, but <laughs> like it's very strange you know what it's I mean? really cool when we start to realize like yeah that it, it it's just it's it's just love it's just yeah pure. it is yeah and 
and we remove all the judgments in one space. It's, it's cool. Like even just the history, because that's something that I was very fascinated for a while with. It's like the church yeah. history before I, you know, walked away from it and everything. Sure. But, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it's funny. Cause like, I respect, like, I have a lot of people on here. I mean, inevitably I'm, I'm in Utah. So I have, a, I would, this comes up more frequent than like I thought it would. Um, but it's just funny. Like, and I, and I'm very like open to everybody's opinion and respectful because I grew up in Iowa mm-hmm. and uh, it's very different. You know what I mean? Like very, yeah. very different uh, way of like living. And so it's fun, but I have a question. Do how did you, so when you were starting this and maybe even now, is there a process that you go through to figure out, and maybe you're, and maybe you're comfortable enough in it to where this isn't an issue now, but if it ever has been, how did you figure out like what was you and what was actually happening? If that makes sense. Um, it's like when I'm doing like a reading or something. Yeah. Or- what's, you know what I mean? Cause I get these, like I get, I have some intuition every once in a while where you get, and you're like, Hey, I should go help or like, Hey, something. And I'm like, is that in my head or is that like actually what's, you know, is that reality? Like, do I actually need to go do this? Do I actually need to not do this or do I just, or is it just in my head? Right. Right. Um, I don't know. That's like a hard one. Cause I feel like I'm, I don't go out and go do anything. Like I, sure. I kind of wait for the person to reach out for like a reading or whatever. But, um, I don't know. I don't know how to really answer that that question. So, so if I, like you're in, if like you're in a reading, uh huh, um, and you get ready, I mean, how do you know what's reality? Like what actually needs to be done, and what, and maybe, and maybe that's a better question, right? And what yeah. maybe is just you. So I, I get downloads. Um, so like before I open up a reading, I ask. I I do it all uh, virtually too. Like so I don't like it. I don't even do it like through the screen, because I feel like if we if we're talking back and forth like this, there's things that are going to be missed, and I'm I'm putting too many filler words in it too, and so I like to just get straight to the to the point with with my readers. So I do it through like text messaging, or I do it through a little voice little microphone thing, but um. Like I cleanse my space first in my mind. Like I, I put a protective shield over me and I put a protective shield over them. And it's just so like, there's no other energy forces that can come in during that space, but it's just like a prayer you can claim it as a prayer even. And um, yeah. And so I just, like I, I connect with their chakras, like their crown chakra. I can just feel, I don't know how to even explain it, but it's just like, things will just start coming in so fast where I'm just like, I know this is not me. Like it could be like, if they want to speak with a loved one that's passed on. Um, I, I ask how they passed away, like not to the person I'm asking the spirit. I'm like, how did you pass? What's your mm-hmm. purpose of wanting to speak with them? What messages do you have for them? And I'll just start saying like, I've, I'm hearing this or I'm feeling this and and like someone like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of them have like committed suicide. That's the main people that come through. And I, I asked for a picture because if I just open up that space of the fourth dimension, it actually feels very heavy on me because I'm so sensitive mm-hmm. with it. So if I just connect with that individual's loved one, I can immediately talk to that energy and just ask them what's going on and everything. But People will come through and they're like, you know, I, I hung myself or I I was murdered or 
and they just have like these things that they're trying to still resolve and understand. So then like I'm walking through it and telling the people what I'm, what I'm seeing and I'm talking about, like I see them in their house or I see them. Am I making sense what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I, oh. I get it. Sorry. I get it. <laughs> I usually, I don't talk like I talk about when I do hair. So it's like, yeah. it's different cause it's just like, I just, I get in my groove and my, my moment, my space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like well, usually, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it. Keep going. Yeah. Like, so usually it's a spirit that hasn't been able to cross over. And, um, but if they have crossed over, if they had a message already relayed, I tell the, I tell the person all the time to don't ask for spirit to come back. If they delivered the message, they need to let them go. They need to cut them off because when you keep pulling a spirit back, just because you're mourning them or you're wanting to speak to them again or have conversation or whatever, you're actually pulling them back into this dimension and it holds them from progressing and moving forward into the next dimension. So like there's the fourth dimension, which is like kind of like the waiting space you can call it like the hospital, like where the spirit just kind of wait until they cross through the light. Sure. And then when they cross to the light, they're in the fifth dimension and the fifth dimension is kind of like where, a lot of healing takes place and a lot of happiness is there. You can call it heaven, peace on earth, like whatever, you know, like all these, all these things, but you don't want to keep pulling those, those people back in and those spirits because it actually hurts their, Hey, how you doing there? I just wanted to take a quick second and introduce myself. My name is Dre Raka. That's D-R-E-R-A-W-K-A. Yes, that is my legal first and last name. Don't at me. And I wanted to welcome you to my podcast, two of them. I have the Unrestricted Show with me, Dre Raka, and that's where I get to sit down with some of my friends and we chat about life. We chat about new businesses, just everything with me and my homies. And then I also have my other podcast called the Isolation 20 Podcast, where it is mostly just me and we talk about different things from sports to uh, movies and of course the are you dumb moment where I give somebody 15 seconds of fame for being completely dumb and you know I sprinkle in some pranks in there we have a lot of fun on that podcast so definitely come on over and uh, give me a listen give me a a a try trial version if you will allrock.com is where you can find me that's a-l-l-r-a-w-k.com and I hope you have the day you deserve their growth yeah so, so that, so that's an interesting conversation to kind of get in. How do you, how do you, I mean, do you talk with people about how to like deal with death? Yeah, I do. How does that I, conversation I go? You know, I, I never do it on my own. I always ask my angels to come forward and it's not like I'm actually seeing like this person standing there going, Hey, how are you? Sure. Like a yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. person or whatever. It, it's, it's like, I just, I don't even know how to explain it. Like I can see glimpses. Like I'm like, I can see their smile uh-huh. and yeah. I can see like their eyes. And it's, it's just like every individual, you know, and oh, they yeah. had, they love their, their sports car or this one individual always had a drink in her hand. She was like, always singing the usher, usher, usher. Like I'll start hearing <laughs> that song. And she's like, yes, that was her favorite song. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well she actually, she passed from a, um, a drug overdose and she hasn't fully moved on yet. And she's been waiting for someone to speak with her. And, and so like, she's like, Oh my gosh, I've been, you know, mourning her or whatever. So you just start, I, I, I always ask my archangels. So at that time I go, I'm going to ask my archangels to come forward. And then it's just like, whatever light you can kind of sense, like if it's green or if it's purple, it just kind of starts flooding in like whatever needs is needed in that moment. And mm-hmm. 
you, I just start talking and yeah. I've had people time and time again say like, like, I don't know what you did in that moment, but no counselor could even have touched the space that you touched to heal me. And even like my client yesterday that came over, she had, um, I hope she doesn't mind me talking about this, but she had a, <laughs> a, a daughter-in-law that had passed away from a possible drug overdose and, and her mom passed away and she was like, the grief was so hard. Like it was so hard to just, to just even live day to day. And she's like, from the day that I had that first reading with you, she's like, my heart just has healed. And I, she's like, you just know how to ask mm-hmm. for the angels to come forward and, and heal. And that it's just, it's just positive energy and healing energy. Mm-hmm. And, it's very important. I think removing the status of needing to grieve and, and talk to someone all the time and have that aching pain is, is something that's going to be um, taken away in time. And we're going to realize, like, if we just ask and believe, like, it's going to, I don't know if I'm making any sense what I'm saying. Oh, I just no, it makes sense. Yeah, it's it makes sense. Be a part. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate. No, I appreciate it. It makes sense because I've had, like I said, like I've had experiences where like it's really hard to explain. Yeah, uh, but you know, but you can feel something is going on, and that's also why, like, I wanted to bring someone on just to maybe see if I was crazy or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, because I feel like uh, more people have this than I think is the right phrase. Willing to admit, yeah. maybe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As I feel like, because like as humans, like we're also like spiritual and I, and I've had experiences where people, you know, where you're like, you know, Hey, you, you saw something important, you know? Um, yeah. Cause I believe, yeah, I believe in that whole, I believe in that side of it. And it's hard for people. Like I feel to me, death is like a really weird conversation to have. And I don't know why it's so weird to have me. And maybe it's just America or maybe it's just like our time in general across right. the world the death is just very hard to talk about and like hard to let things go. And, and I haven't figured out why it's so hard. Right. You know what I mean? Cause like, you'll get people who've like, it, it's crazy when I, when I married my wife. So before I married my wife, I had been to like one funeral, one or maybe two funerals my entire life. Right. But like, but, but like, I don't, we'd always been very comfortable. Like death was a very like, is very weird how I've never been like very scared of it or like, it's never been like a taboo topic. But then when I married my wife, we, you know, I had been to more in the, in the first four years married to my wife than I'd been in my whole, you know, whole life uh, to funerals. And it was very, just, it's a very strange, it's a very hard topic to talk about in her family. It's very, you know, and I'm just like, why? Like, and I kind of felt like you just like, let, let them go. Like, no, don't forget about them, but like, you know, like, let them, let them go. Let them, you know, let they're doing their thing. We got to do our thing and keep going. Does that make sense? Am I mm-hmm. on the right track with that? Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I, I do believe in, um, reincarnation and everything like okay. that okay. and past life regressions and all that kind of stuff. So I think a lot of us aren't numb to it, but I think it's because deep down we know we're going to be together again. So when you speak of your sure. kids, you're just like, you just knew them and you've seen yeah. them before. I think it's because you've actually shared lifetimes with them before. 
And so they were familiar yeah. with you. So it's yeah. just very interesting, the spaces that you can expand into and, and, and learn from. But so what, what's the, what's the reason? I'm just curious, like reincarnation. Tell me more about that. Um, so they, they say we're in like this karmetic wheel and I'm going to probably like botch it all up. Like I've been doing everything today, but, um, we, we came to earth of course, and we've gotten ourselves stuck with karma and that's just things of wanting everything to be perfect. So when we go, like, after we die, we examine our life and we go, Oh, I I don't like how I yelled at my kid or I, I don't like how. I spanked him or I don't like this. I don't like that. And so we actually come back again to try to do better. And we're just constantly recycling our lives over and over again. And so we're trying to, there's this huge awakening that's happening with everyone where we're trying to stop the cycle so we can keep going up and up in the space, the universe and everything like that, where we can get to the fifth dimension where there's no more fourth dimension because the fourth dimension doesn't really even need to be there anymore in our, our world. Yeah. So, okay. Our no, that, yeah. 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 I appreciate that. You know, as you're talking, I'm like, I'm like, and that's why I like learning. Like, I don't know my, all my books here. I got more down, but I, but yeah. I, I study like, you know, Buddhism and, and Hinduism. And I like that stuff. I think it's very, I think there's a lot of truth in there. Um, and we kind of all have our own, own spin to it. Kind of like we were talking about earlier. So. So while you're talking, I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, because when I feel like when I had that experience with my children and I have it almost every day where I like see something in them and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know where that's from. So when you connect yourself to Buddhism and like Hinduism and all that kind of stuff, you actually are an ascended master from his space. So you've had a lifetime with him or in some way. So you like were like a monk or something of that formation where you connected with him very deeply where he showed you like the ultimate Christ-like love and you, you kind of stamped on him. So mine is Jesus Christ. Like I know I was in Israel at one time and I was walking through a market and it was after Christ had already been crucified and I could see my dress and I could see my sandals and everything. And I was walking through and there was an old man and I knew who he was and he had like white hair and he was like, he came, he's risen. And I stopped and I was like, who? And I was like listening to him about Christ. And from that lifetime and the rest of my lifetimes, I have tried to be like Christ and to understand him and his space. So we all have these connections, these deep rooted spaces where we don't understand why we're so drawn to these spaces, but it's because we experienced it in a lifetime that was so touching and we are, we connect to those spaces. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I, no, I mean, I appreciate that, you know, because for me, um, you know, for me, it's like reincarnation, you know, I'll be honest, I'm not so sure, but I do believe in those experiences. Like, yeah. and I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're like, like visions. Cause I've had like experiences where, yeah, I've asked myself like, why am I so drawn to like learn more about these things? Um, and for me, it's always been just to like help help people like I call myself like you know an apologetic where like you know I try to like justify these things because I just feel like there's so much like we we focus on what's different and not what's the same and then we let what's different define us 
right. when it doesn't really need to. Like we're we're just humans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it doesn't. I don't know if that makes sense, but like mm-hmm. we just don't need to do that. And I've had experiences like that where it's just, yeah, we'll just you know what I mean. Like we just love each other. Yeah, I like that you said that though. It's like pure love because I I believe that. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that a lot. That's really cool. So. So for you, the journey of coming into this space was just kind of natural, it sounds like. Yeah, it was very natural. Yeah. And I mean, probably dealing with, because I, because I've, I also, I like to study like chakras and, and that, because I do, like there's energy, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I believe in that. And um, I don't feel know. like you have to have like a defined, like, for sure, there is like reincarnation. <laughs> and I'll, like for me, it's okay. just, it makes, to me, it makes sense. Like, I never want to, I never cool. want Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, like, I, for me, I never want to intrude on someone else's ways of thinking and belief systems. Because to me, that 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 hurts their identity and makes them yeah. uncomfortable. And I never want to, like, push or pry or anything. But yeah. if someone's interested in, like, what I've experienced, what I've learned. Because it, it could even just be just, like, an illusion that I, I, I am experiencing. But I also think, like... Well, I am a spirit and my yeah. spirit can't die and it has to go somewhere and it's just learning. And it, it just, to me, it yeah. makes more sense. But then at the same time, it's like, I never want to pull anyone, like any belief away from somebody or try to force it on anyone. So I'm very I careful agree. with how I, I present my knowledge to people. So I don't <laughs> overfeed them. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. the I feel the same way. I feel the same way. And I feel like um just like openly discussing things. I I guess I'm I might be different because I like to, you know, I I like to talk with people about religion. I like to talk about what they believe. And I'm the same way. Like I'll never tell you like what you should believe or or someone like that. But you know, um, but I'm also I'm also comfortable saying like I don't know everything. So could right. be totally right. <laughs> I'm like, hey. And that's the thing. And that's kind of why I always go back to like, it doesn't really matter what our differences are. Like, I don't, if it's true or if it's not like what I think we'll find out one day and, uh, another, and if, you know, and if, and if I'm wrong, then I'm cool with that. As long I don't care about being right. I care about getting it right. I think right. one of my mentors told me that one time and, uh, he told me that in business and I, it was like, dude, this applies to everything. So, um, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, cool. So that's, that's really, that's really cool. I really appreciate you. So now, now you, h- how do you go about doing this as a business? How was it for you when you realized that maybe you should do this, you know, more than part-time? Um, I just, I, I, I just started posting online, just like on you know, Facebook or whatever, and just saw, uh. If, if people are interested, it, there's something about working in that space that is very healing for me. And so I don't feel like there's a rush or this like sure. heavy demand to just like force it. It just comes when it comes and I just kind of let it flow. So, and I, I don't even know where it's taking me yet. Cause I, I'm just kind of going with the flow of life and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right on. I don't, I don't have like even a set time that I do it. It's more of like my son is at school. I'm going to do a reading really fast or oh, so cool. it's one of those kinds of things. Like hair is more of like 
the priority to a point because it's like yeah. at four o'clock in the afternoon. I've got to be at be there. Oh, I'll message the person that wants a reading at ten o'clock and see if they're available, kind of thing. So yeah. Okay. Hey, that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, so so at this point in the in what you do then, it's more about um it's more about you just kind of like people coming to you. Yeah. Which is there. Yeah. Which is in this space. I'm sure that's a great way to do it. I'm sure you get more, you know, engagement from that. If you're doing it with people who want to be there. It has to be very authentic. Like you cannot force someone to do this space. Cause I think if you, if you push it, then you get the wrong type of energy. The person needs to want it and they got to feel drawn to me. And yeah. yeah. And I get a lot of you know people that think I'm, trying to scam <laughs> and I just kind of laugh. I don't like, uh, I don't, it's silly. Yeah. I don't have a lot of time for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think those people, those types of people think everybody's trying to scam. I'm like, <laughs> I, had people, you know, I had people, you know, when I, in sales, I, everybody thinks I'm just, a con artist, right? everybody thinks a salesperson's a con artist, right? right. So, but, I, but I've noticed in my life, like the people who are genuinely, who genuinely think I'm trying to screw them think that everybody is trying to screw them. So it's not, you know what I mean? It's not just me. It's like, yeah. you know, they'll come into me. They'll be like, you try to screw me. And then when you sent me to go get, you know, service, like, or your customer service or whatever, they tried to screw me. And I'm like, okay, well, we're done, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, we don't have to do this anymore. You don't right. have to do it. You know, there's 7 billion people in this world and I'm not the only sales guy. And I don't really care. If, <laughs> like, I don't really need to be your sales guy. So, right. you know, I think, I think it's kind of funny like that but uh but yeah those people are just yeah whatever i don't know i don't know why you got to be so vocal about it too to me it's like (laughs) why do you think i care (laughs) i mean not okay that might have sounded bad but like you know if you didn't have a good experience with me like you know if there's something i can do better i'd love to learn but if you're just one of those people who if someone is like that and they just have a bad experience with everybody i don't know then you just kind of move on it's like i don't really need that right I, I, I stop, I try to stop using, I don't care. And just like, I don't have the energy for it. That's exactly how I feel too. I don't have yeah. the energy in that space. Cause yeah, I used to not, I used to not charge until after the reading and I was just getting uh-huh. so many people that were trying to just catch me in the act. Like, Oh, what did you find on Facebook? Or what did you find on, on me? I'm like, I don't uh-huh. even talk about that space. Like, I don't know what you're I don't yeah, care about yeah. your job. I don't care about like, <laughs> like that's not even like remotely in the space of what we even discuss while we're while we're yeah. like working in this area. Like, there's nothing I can find on the internet to describe that what I <laughs> am talking with you about. But it, once again, it leads yeah. back to that fear and just trying to control it. And even, but to me, it's kind of like it's like someone that you know is a little envious of the alcohol, like the person drinking the alcohol or a little envious of mm-hmm. the person that is watching that R rated show. Like they, they want to just poke it and just touch it and just see what it's <laughs> like. They can't help themselves. They just, they have to just poke at it. Cause they want it so bad, but they're so yeah. frightened at the same time. That's how I kind of, so I just kind of like, instead of like even being upset with it, I kind of laugh at it. I'm like, they're just curious people. Cause they want to just yeah. see what it's like, but they, they're just too frightened to touch it. Right. And, and again, for me, it's like people, I don't, we've just gotten like in the West and I say in the West, but like, you know, because when you talk about when people, you know, they'll, 
if I get in a conversation about maybe scripture or something like that. And, right. uh, and I've, I've done a lot of study like on the East and, you know, these books were written. If they weren't written on the East, like in the Eastern half of the world, they were written by people from Eastern half of the world. And they're very like symbolic, right? So everything is, is symbolism and everything is, you know, um, thought and, and how they're putting it into words. So like Isaiah is very symbolic and, and a lot of allegories and, and myths and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. And then you try to talk to, and then you try to read it with like a West Western hemisphere mind. And it doesn't make any sense. You're like, that's not, you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. And, uh, and I'm like, well, yeah, dude, we're interpreting it with like this Western mind. You got to like, so, so it's funny, like I've studied symbols for a long time and, and uh, what something symbolizes, like, the general consensus is like what something symbolizes is whatever the author meant it to symbolize. Right. It's very hard to nail symbols down. Like there are general symbols, you know, like red yeah. means stop. Like that's pretty general, like across the world, but it also means power. And, right. and it also can mean whatever I, like if I write it down, it can also mean whatever I, I meant it to mean. And so it's very, it's hard. Like when you're talking with people like this, who just are stuck in like this, architecture you know mind like where everything has to be right there and uh and i've you know and there's nothing wrong with like science or architecture or anything like that but i'm just saying it, it becomes a little harder to like see the see this other side of things when all you when all you want to think about is like this you know very structured way of doing things yeah. And there's a lot of history with medium stuff too. I think we forget that like yeah, that I agree. here with like religion and stuff like that, like in the way back when, like when I was like, when I was learning about like hypnotherapy with Dolores Cannon, she talked about like how in the 1800s, you weren't allowed to read at all and they would burn you like in the city had to watch. And yeah, and she talked about like how, like during the Red Scrolls after Christ passed away or, you know, died or whatever. And, and uh, they, they changed things around. Like, so before Christ was here, like it had that whole crucifixion stuff. History was that uh, reincarnation was, was very known in the Catholic mm -hmm. and Christian world and everything, but they changed that space after he was resurrected and like, so if we go deep into history and like actually learn about our history and like why it started, instead of just going off, just like what we're told to believe and to <laughs> yeah, think, yeah, yeah. and like really just start understanding it, it starts to make more sense. And all those things that we were so frightened of start to not be so frightening because we understand it because we're not holding back in that space anymore. But like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. interesting. No, it is very interesting. Well, um, Rachel, I really appreciate you being here. I really oh. appreciate uh, you sharing uh, all of your knowledge. And, and uh, it was a really fun conversation. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it too. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So if, so if, um, if people like want to get a hold of you and want to try this out, how, do, how, can they, how can they do that? Um, I'm just on Facebook with like, I have like desert skies healing. Um, okay. yeah. All right. I'll, I'll make sure that gets in there then. But, uh, <laughs> but thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you.